<laughs> Why, hello there, and welcome back to another episode of What's With You, Scooby, Do. Gary Lane joins me for episode 131 of the podcast to talk about llamas. Well, not llamas, plural, one specific llama, but more importantly, the Weird Al episode of the uh, Scooby-Doo... <laughs> Scooby-Doo and guess who? Uh, we talk a lot about Be Cool as well. Um, this was like the one episode that like really got me excited. Anyways, we go into it in the podcast, so I don't need to go into it here. But uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it, Yeah, it's it has its problems, but it's it's pretty fun as well. Weird Al's great. So obviously, what? We talk a lot about Weird Al. Uh, as well as summer camp and just, you know, a variety of different things. We do go into a lot of what we think about this series. And I feel like it's going to take me a while to kind of digest and figure out where this fits in the pantheon for me. I'm sure there's already tons of people who've embraced it, tons of people who've written it off, and tons of people uh, who never even saw it and hate it. Because thus is the way of the world. Anyways, enough of all this bitterness. As always, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash what's with you Scooby Doo, as well as you can email the podcast at what's with you Scooby Doo at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at WWY Scooby Doo, as well as you can find the dorky songs that I write. That are Scooby Doo themed at www.ysd.bandcamp.com. And if you so want a throw pillow, cell phone case, or maybe even just a simple, humble t shirt featuring this barely Scooby Doo themed podcast, you can find that at let's do this, L E T S D O O T H I S dot. Com, slash merch M-E-R-C-H and pick up all the swag get yourself a coffee mug those are sexy thank you as always for listening and once again to the podcast let's, let's do, this. do this back in the town where I grew up there was a store called If It's Paper and they sold everything paper related. I'm into and that, all of that. I know it's just one of my favorite store names. If it's paper, <laughs> if it's paper, uh, <laughs> we've got it. <laughs> right. But I like the open endedness as well. If it's paper, dot dot dot. It's not even what? a dot dot. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> <laughs> There's no function at all. If it's paper. If it's paper. If it's paper. It is. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Did not see that coming. The most entertaining show of 2020. <laughs> What's with you, Scooby Doo? Today on the podcast through the miracle of the internet, I have Gary. Look out for yourself, Lane. Hey, it's a new. <laughs> it gets hard sometimes to come up with these names. I have a it very does. difficult job. <laughs> Does and you already hit on the copyrighted one, which is Gary Lust for Life Lane. So I don't know what you're, what oh. you're gonna do in the future. Good luck. Uh, uh, Iggy Pop coming after me. 
<laughs> much like the beginning of train spotting where you and McGregor is running through the streets. Iggy Pop will be chasing me down. That is a great pool. Yeah, there was a lot of them. Um, <laughs> Ewan, uh, my, uh, my girlfriend says Ewan, and I'm like, I think it's Ewan. Well, no, Ewan is his Jedi name. Ah, uh, <laughs> e- Ewan Magobi. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for that. Yeah, the sequel. Uh, he, uh, all along, Obi-Wan Kenobi had a secret son. <laughs> No, I'm thinking like he finds out he has a secret twin somewhere along the line. Oh, I'm Ewan. down. Ewan McGregor. And they do like a weird parent trap trying to get their parents back together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> they do say, I would love to see a uh, Haley Mills style like double Ewan McGregor movie where he is also a Jedi but singing, let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mulan Rogue One. <laughs> oh the disney mashups the world was always asking for uh skippy yeah great uh well thank you as always for being on gary uh of course the question does come up how's your scooby life been since you last been on um pretty active pretty active because a whole new series had started oh i guess so yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh i watch the new series and get pissed off and just go back and watch old episodes and be cool so i'm <laughs> very active with Scooby. it's interesting like how much of a divide that is because you know i'm not gonna say be cool is problematic but you know uh people i mean people like disliking things that's sure. a thing sure and you know whatever um and that one kind of got the brunt of it because of its visual intrigue we'll call it right right uh, <laughs> uh i think i think you know uh sometimes the writing feels a little too family guy which i don't like but it does play with the characters in a good way yeah and you know it's trying something different which hey uh why not we have there's there's uh uh as of Eight days from when we're recording this, there will have been 50 years of Scooby-Doo to go back and watch. And within that time frame, there's such a varying degree of stuff. There's got to be something you like back there. So just go watch that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's at least one good thing somewhere in that 50 years. Yeah, it's not like uh, it's not like Star Wars where there's like nine of them. It's like okay, right. well, there's nine of them. <laughs> you yeah. got these three, or you like these three, or maybe you like these six, or maybe you like these six jumbled up, or maybe you like all nine. Yeah, yeah. There's or the point five. Yeah, right. <laughs> you just like that one episode of Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's the good one. <laughs> that one episode of Ewoks that was tolerable. <laughs> You just like one of the Ewok movies. Yeah, that's it. Right. <laughs> the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They crash land and fight a witch. Is that what happens? I don't know, Nick. I feel, I feel <laughs> like they were like, hey, the kids love Star Wars. We're going to get these Ewoks in on it. What happened in Labyrinth? Do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I've seen them, but I have no recollection of any of that. Mm, I think I, f- I feel like I saw them on like the Disney Channel. Like, in the 90s how fortuitous Ooh, foreshadowing 
foreshadowing, yeah. <laughs> That's what we're here to talk about. Disney Plus is the new streaming service coming to your Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, or... <laughs> <laughs> November 12th. Everybody knows this by now. That's right. And I'm sure it will come up again in this episode somewheres. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so get your ESPN <laughs> through Disney now. <laughs> uh, but you've been watching the new show. I have. Through the Boomerang app. Yeah, because apparently Scooby-Doo is not important enough on his 50th birthday to be aired on Cartoon Network like or Boomerang or anything. Yeah, I don't know what's happening with TV these days. I, I mean, I cut the cord when I moved out of my parents' place, and I haven't right. had cable since. Mm. So it's always been various degrees of, like, is it on Netflix? Is it, you know, here? Is it there? Yeah. Where and, can I stream this? Yeah, that's been a weird journey, because before everybody had an app, it was like, oh, well, this I can get through itunes but this i have to like watch on the web right yeah it's been a it's been a it's been a strange journey of of being into watching things (laughs) right (laughs) uh and i've never been a torrent guy i want that to be on record okay uh i'm gonna uh, no i don't want to lie on your podcast but Mm -hmm. i i i went through i went through the torrent phase but Thank, thank the good Lord in heaven, I'm out of it. I mean, uh, <laughs> I did like Mozilla and Kazaa. Oh, yeah, good good old times. Way back when, but that wasn't really a torrent thing because you didn't need to like get the thing and then look at the thing and then have the thing. You just had right. one thing and you just downloaded it and you were like, great. Why this episode of Gundam Wing is so glitchy. <laughs> I miss the simplicity of that time because... I see. I've actually gone reverse of you. I didn't have cable for the most part uh, in my teenage years, but since I've gotten older, I now pay for it. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm right. I'm Hashtag adulting. Not. Yeah, basically. It was between and, that and healthcare, and I went for cable TV. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Obama. I want my MTV. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so I'm very familiar with dire straits that's what we're talking about (laughs) yeah or sting either way (laughs) yeah one or the other (laughs) uh if anybody hasn't listened to the pistol shrimps podcast go listen to that (laughs) just and just everybody can at once just shout dire straits (laughs) (laughs) the best part of that podcast well actually dire straits has a little something to do with the episode that we're going to talk about and this is a walk but we'll get there yeah uh, i i maybe see where you're going (laughs) Uh, but today we are here to talk about uh, Be Cool's... Nope. Today we're here to talk about <laughs> uh, Scooby-Doo and Guess Who, the new show. Yep. Uh, Where every episode, he joins the band, the Guess Who. <laughs> were they an American band? I, I believe so. <laughs> I want to say they were coming to your land. Uh, but they were not taking care of business. Oh, hell no. That was Bachman Turner Overdrive. Great. Jump. Great. Uh, Steppenwolf and Foghat I can sometimes confuse as well. All the time. Yeah. There's a great uh, Chuck Klosterman essay. Or no, it's the book. It's um, uh, Killing Yourself to Live, where he's on a road trip uh, visiting all the famous death sites of rock and roll. Right. And at one point, there's a chapter 
where about three pages at the beginning of the chapter is just a philosophical breakdown of the differences between Edgar Wintergroup's free ride and Foghat's slow ride. <laughs> and at one point he's like, both were on the, uh, both were in the movie Dazed and Confused, but people, uh, people uh, often cannot remember which one was on the soundtrack. Oh. And then it it keeps going on and on. And then finally it just ends with, what I'm trying to say is free ride is better live. And then it just goes back into the narrative. <laughs> uh, but uh, not classic rock, but a classic. Yeah. Uh, this Scooby-Doo guess who guest is... Mm-hmm. Maybe I think we were texting about this when the show was like when the guests were originally announced, and I was like, frankly, the only one I'm really excited for is Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, yeah. Understandably, I mean, it seems like a, a match made in heaven. Yeah. Well, how it hasn't happened previously, I have no idea. Yeah. The fact that uh, 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 Brian Unger has been in Scooby Doo and Weird Al Yankovic has not right. seems weird. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Featuring NPR's Brian Unger. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, if you had have asked me, like, Kiss or Weird Al, which one would show up first? I would have lost that bet. Yeah, I don't know. I might have picked Kiss. <laughs> Just Kiss. I mean, they already had the the uh, Phantom of the Park, whatever that movie was. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. America hasn't. <laughs> The band. Uh, <laughs> they're originally slated to be in that movie, and then they passed. Yeah, they were too busy being uh, in a desert on a horse with no a name. Horse with no name. You beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weird classic rock reference uh, episode. Yep. I like it. Yep. Uh, but, my favorite song. But we did watch. <laughs> Remember that time that we saw Kansas open up for Boston and Chicago? No, wait, hold on. It was Chicago opening up for Boston and Kansas. No, no, no. It was America opening up for Boston and Kansas. <laughs> right. No, no, it was in Africa, right? You know what it was? It was Alabama opening oh. up for Kansas in Africa. In Africa. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so we did watch Attack of the Weird Allosaurus. Right. <laughs> I'm going to get it out, out of the way and say that I enjoyed this episode just so I can say that title is the laziest thing on the planet. I know. <laughs> it's fine. Fine. Be lazy. But just, ah, I can also not like it. Sure. No, I get that. I When I found out that not only was it about Scooby-Doo and Weird Al, but dinosaurs were also involved, my I think I set my bar too high. I mean, uh, eight-year-old me, it's yeah. literally checking all the boxes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's no longer making overweight references, but... <laughs> I mean, that would have right. been the kicker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I know you can't ask me about how I came to our Lord and Savior... Scooby-Doo, but how did you come to our Lord and Savior Weird Al Yankovic? Ooh, it was Boy Scout camp, and somebody had a copy. Somebody had a battery-powered CD player. <laughs> uh, was it CD or was it a cassette? Because it must have been Bad Hair Day. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think it wasn't one of the parodies. I think it would have been, like, what was on that? 
uh, for originals? Would that have been that wouldn't have been Trigger Happy, and that wouldn't have been Albuquerque. That no. would, Bad Hair Day would have been. Uh, Larry was on that. Yep, it might have been Larry. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> if the cops ever find him, who knows what they'll say. But I know if old Lair were still with us today, <laughs> you would have to agree with me. It was a pretty good gag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It also might have just been the polka on that. That would have been maybe the alt rock polka. Classic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So many good ones. Uh, but yeah, it was Boy Scout camp. And I was like, what is this? And I was like, this this is great. And uh, I think I think it's been documented previously. I had a weird thing with it initially because I grew up like super Catholic, and I right. had issues just like delineating for myself like what was appropriate, what was not, and like what to stand up for myself because it was just like, well, anything has the potential to be inappropriate because I got this weird thing where it's like all of a sudden God's mad about this, right? And uh, Weird Al was one of those things where I was like, I'm not sure where he falls, so I'm going to buy the CD in secret, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna just hide it underneath my Mission Impossible soundtrack, and just hope that nobody <laughs> sees it. Right, <laughs> the CDs that I owned. Uh, I really enjoyed the Mission Impossible soundtrack with the cranberries. Understandable. And uh, Weird Al, and I think I had a Frank Sinatra CD. Mm. That was no, the, he was the biggest heathen of all the ones you just mentioned. I know, really. Well, I mean, he 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 would have gone to church a couple times, so it was okay. Right, right. When it was required. <laughs> yeah. How about you? What was the what was the beginning of your Weird Al uh, journey? Eerily similar to yours, oh. although I didn't go to Boy Scout camp. I did have a neighbor, and I went over to his house, and he was playing Bad Hair Day, and I was like, <laughs> I love this. So whenever I left. Uh, he took the CD that he had and he made a copy of it with uh, Bad Hair Day and uh, it had some songs from like Alapalooza and some other stuff. I remember Frank's 2000 Inch TV was on there right? and and several other non-Bad Hair Day tracks. Dare to be stupid, maybe? Maybe. I don't mm. know if he went that early. It was predominantly the uh, uh, Jurassic Park is frightening in the dark. <laughs> That one and, and several others uh, from the album Off the Deep End. That's what it was called. Okay. Uh, no. What the hell was that? The one with the Jurassic Park, the cover. Uh, Alapalooza, I think. is. I think that was, was Alapalooza. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was mostly Alapalooza and Bad Hair Day and maybe something off Off the Deep End. Uh, but he skipped several songs. So it was weird for me because I could never keep straight what was on what because he took them from CD and put them on cassette because I was that kid. Mm. <laughs> I was a cassette baby. Yeah, I uh I I miss those days of like analog like taping and stuff like that cuz also I would tape stuff off the radio and then make tapes from that. Mm -hmm. Uh for some odd reason I had a huge thing with um <clears throat> was that Cupid draw back your bow. Uh yeah, that's Sam Cook. Yeah, I believe so. For it's some odd reason, I had a huge thing with that song, and uh, it would go on like multiple mixes where it just never fit. But it, like, I'd be taping, and I'd be like, "Well, and obviously, uh, Cupid by Sam Cooke has to be on there." Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I've listened to Sam Cooke's greatest hits. It doesn't fit on there either. That's just a song that doesn't fit anywhere. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But I, I 
likewise, I have several cassette tapes that I just came across. They're actually on the floor right here in front of me of stuff that I taped off the oldies channel whenever I was a kid in, in the town that I grew up, a now defunct radio station. So it's like a little piece of history that's no longer there. Oldies but goodies. That's right. <laughs> oldies 93. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, 101.9 I think was the one uh, when I was growing up or 104.9 mm, that's our country station I believe mm, uh, I don't really listen to radio much anymore it's <laughs> fair you don't, have, well, you don't listen to radio what do you do to stay up with the times it really it yeah it can it can become harrowing uh, I apparently did not know about this Billy Ray Cyrus collab with uh, an R&B artist. Yeah, I, I didn't either. Like, my wife told me about it, and I was thinking... My wife. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Every time. <laughs> Even when I'm not talking to you now, I know someone's going to say, my wife. <laughs> Somewhere in America, somebody <laughs> is saying, my wife. Uh, so, we do open up with a bunch of kids at an accordion summer camp. Mm-hmm. And uh, no Weird Al as of yet, but it just you you kind of see where this is going immediately. Uh, and if you don't see where anything is going at any point in time in this episode, they will explain it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, holy jeez, there's a lot of expository dialogue, which, in all honesty, is uh, very much akin to the original Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. But it was like it was like everything was like, you know what? We're going to have to all get together. We're going to have to go to the cave and find clues. No, just go to the cave. Why are people saying this? <laughs> right. Very uh, clearly, someone trying to keep you out of the cave. It's where you need to go. After <laughs> years, you'd think they would know this. Uh, I, I think there was a line in original Scooby-Doo once where like he just goes, he goes, look. Up there on the balcony, I think I see him standing there, and it was just like, just show us him standing there. <laughs> like that's all you have to do. You know that this is a visual medium, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like some mighty Morphin Power Rangers level of nonsense. Oh my oh, gosh! Yeah. And they would, they would like every word would have like a, a, a karate chop to it. <laughs> yeah. Quick, we have to form something bigger. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that's why hate talking to me now <laughs> i learned <laughs> hey i talk with my hands i'm italian oh i talk with my hands i'm a power ranger <laughs> uh new t-shirt check it out i like it uh like and subscribe <laughs> so <laughs> for some odd reason uh the accordion i i came up with this term myself and i really like it the accordionaires uh accidentally uncover a tyrannosaurus rex Right. Which, sure, why not? Uh, great. Leads us into our mystery, which is, of course, uh, the gang heading to bring Scooby and Shaggy to accordion camp. They are big Weird Al fans and accordion fans, period, uh, to mm-hmm. learn how to play accordion. Mm-hmm. Did you go to summer camp? Um, Not accordion camp. I did yeah. go to summer camp. Yeah, I did. Uh, it was a church thing. Mm. So Fun. No. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's one of the worst experiences of my life. But glad to bring it up. Thanks. Let's dive a little bit deeper. Can Gary cry this episode? Uh <laughs> there there was like a weird thing about activities that shouldn't be outdoor activities just like suddenly becoming outdoor activities. Yeah. 
You know, like anything, I guess, can happen in the outdoors. Like technically anything can happen while you're not wearing pants, uh, except putting in things in pockets. Mm. But I don't know. It's like thinking back to summer camp and it was like, why were we doing that outdoors? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have I think I've blocked most of my memories out. What like what are some examples that you're referring to? I almost feel like the skits and stuff that we would do. Yeah, there was like yeah. a lot because there was like a lot of like, all right, bunk twelve, you guys have to do a skit at campfire tomorrow night, and it was right. kind of like, why are we just shouting around a camp? <laughs> like I don't know. It all makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, and it made sense more then, but I look back on it and I'm like, that just seems interesting. And, mm-hmm. like, to have, like, oh, we're going to go outdoors to cabins to learn how to play accordion. Right. I'm like, you could, I mean, it, technically you could do that anywhere. It just seems outdoorsy. All right, we're kayaking, we're yeah. hiking, we're looking at well, leaves and animal poop and tracks and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I remember archery, which obviously makes sense outdoors. And uh, I remember baptisms, which they did outdoors in the swimming <laughs> Uh, <laughs> maybe that falls more under the indoor activities well, i don't know maybe there's no rivers indoors and i guess that's how it went down originally <laughs> yeah so um, but like <laughs> that i remember was doing arts and crafts outdoors in a shelter it's like couldn't we just go inside for this yeah my glue stick is getting grass on it <laughs> yeah it's kind of strange mm. everything else i blocked out besides i got a, a llama spit at me which was one of the highlights if that tells you how low an experience this was. I'm going to go more into this llama. <laughs> Where was this llama? They had a petting zoo at the uh, at the camp, or at least it was very near to the camp, because I remember going over there. How big was this llama? Oh, I don't know. I was like nine or ten, so it... Did it feel huge? It did, yeah. That's did. awesome. Did you <laughs> pet the llama? Of course. Was it soft? It was fluffy. It was fluffy, but really matted, fluffy. So it was kind of gross. Yeah, 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 kind of like an outdoor llama. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Uh, and it spit on you. Yeah. Did it well, hurt, it, or it, was it just wet? And I didn't. I didn't get hit. I don't think. But it was just kids would come up, and it would just like <laughs> <laughs> people. Fuck your couch. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, it was cool with Catholics. It was the Southern Baptist. <laughs> uh, my new series for Nickelodeon, The Intolerant Llama. <laughs> uh, great, great. Um, so Weird Al shows up with a wonderful... I thought this was a funny gag, the whole no thing. I mean, it's classic, tale as old as time gag, but like, I don't know, it worked for me. Hey, can you hold on a minute? No! <laughs> it sets you up for what you know what you're going to experience in this episode yeah what what did you experience <laughs> hmm. uh, i don't know if i should wait till the end or what but i mean it, it's just i i experienced mixed joy with absolute boredom yeah yeah <laughs> but i i also i mean like for people who don't know weird al i feel like that's a pretty good introductory thing for him you know like watching the al tv specials he's just loud and obnoxious but like in a good way and i felt like that no was a great introduction to his personality yeah manic a little bit absurd uh <laughs> super friendly yeah uh, yeah uh yeah. 
to comment on the boredom thing, because chronologically this does fit, uh, to 10 seconds in, we're into a chase, and mm-hmm. I'm going to say too, too much chasing. Yeah, this, this episode had a lot of chasing. And I, so uh, just to kind of summarize Guess Who, I guess, the, <laughs> uh, I think that this series is we've talked about it in text but like it's it's such an uneven series and it's frustratingly so i've really liked two episodes of the whole thing and then the rest are just sort of a hodgepodge mm. i feel like but the the reason i say that now is i feel like every episode has its own writers and its own animators because if you notice the art varies from episode to episode the writing strength varies majorly from episode to episode mm. And it just seems like each episode is a new person's take on Scooby-Doo, like comic books or something. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. I wonder. Uh, I mean, I haven't researched to support this, but it just, every episode feels different and looks different to me. God knows this is a no research podcast. Right. And I'm not going to start now. <laughs> no reason to change that. Um, <laughs> it's not like uh, I, I get things wrong all the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would. I haven't watched a ton of it yet because what I've watched of it hasn't made me be like, I'm going to binge this. Um, It's, I guess the thing that frustrates me the most about it and the thing that's the opposite of it from be cool. And the thing that I liked the most about be cool. Does everybody have the ramp up for what I'm about to say? (laughs) (laughs) Did everybody take notes of the boxes I'm about to check with this statement? Wonderful. (laughs) Uh, Is that, (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't add anything really to the conversation aside from modern day celebrities. Yeah. There's a semi updated sense of humor, but like you said, it I mean every episode seems like it's written by a different person, which to me means that there's no cohesive voice for the show. And Not god knows that's one thing that you can say about Be Cool was that it had a co- a cohesive voice episode to episode. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, I've I've seen all but like two of the episodes, I think. And you know, I liked the Urkel one a lot, and I liked the Wanda Sykes episode a lot. But everything else has been sort of a letdown in some way. I'm gonna say that Penn and Teller is a weird get, considering half of that team is mute. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Marx Brothers. Does he get of. paid for his likeness though? Well, I hope he doesn't get paid by word count. <laughs> but I haven't seen that one, so that one could be good. Uh, I haven't watched the Jim Gaffigan either, and I probably never will. But God, I hope he talks about Hot Pockets in it. I don't. <laughs> I hope he doesn't talk at all. Hot Pockets. <laughs> uh, great classic Jim Gaffigan bit. The Hot Pocket bit. The only one I know besides his commentary on CBS Sunday Morning, which bugs the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i uh i don't know i mean you know by all accounts i got a podcast about scooby-doo and i'm a fan but right i don't go crazy about it and it just hasn't been a thing of like oh i need to watch all of this it's just been kind of no. like all right when i have an opportunity i'll watch an episode as opposed yeah. to uh i mean uh, uh mystery inc when that came out pre-streaming days and i had to like kind of semi-pirate it that would have been like daily motion or something stupid like that uh yeah just riddling my computer with viruses uh <laughs> i i sought it out and i was like damn i want to watch all of this like what happens next what's going on this is compelling 
Right. Why, what is up with this talking parrot? Right, right. But cohesive narrative, which is something I never really thought Scooby-Doo would need, but I'm learning it might. Or at least it doesn't hurt it. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, not an element of uh, uh, Scooby-dom that makes or breaks it, you know? Right, yeah. Well, well, the thing that bothers me most about this series is the way that the characters minorly change from episode to episode. Yeah, I'm scared now, I'm not scared then kind of stuff. Right. And and even in this episode alone, uh, Shaggy can't play the accordion, but then all of a sudden he's, you know... Virtuoso. He has to yeah. turn the accordion around. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, to, just to skip ahead a little bit... Uh, right. No, I, I, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to the ending. Because <laughs> I'll be honest, the ending kind of bugged me. Uh, of the gags I really liked in this beginning, though, uh, <laughs> Mr. Yankovic, please, call me Weird Al. <laughs> yeah. Like, how, you know, uh, doing stand-up, I had a bit for a little bit. I thought it was funny. It never really worked on stage. But, I, you know, you meet somebody at a party, and then later on they text you. And uh, you don't have their number yet, so they have to be like, this is such and such. And I always thought it would be the funniest thing to get a text message that's like, hey, it's Obama. <laughs> you know, like, or like, does he's like, hey, it's Barack? Or is it like, hey, former president here, I got your number from, you know, Dylan. <laughs> uh, d- like, Weird Al, is he like, hi, it's Alfred. <laughs> like, yeah. from, from Batman? Who is this? <laughs> Pennyworth? What's yeah, up? It's, it's Weird Al. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you would know it's Obama with the uh, with the text message. Hello, <laughs> hello. How you doing? Verbal, verbal uh, text message. Uh, hello, <laughs> hello. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. Uh, but like, does he is he like this is Alfred Yankovic? I got your number from like what? Is, hey, it's Weird Al. Yeah, I know. That's that's interesting. How many people have him in their phones as? Weird Al. Huh. That's that, that's interesting. I I don't know. Or like, you know, because I mean, does like Scott Ackerman have him in his phone? It's like Alfred? Al? Like Weird yeah. Al? Because Weird Al, by all intents, he's not, it's not like Marky Mark where he's like, don't call me that. You know, he's <laughs> like, he's like, hi, I'm Weird Al, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to, well, the one opportunity that I had to meet Weird Al, he did not introduce himself because obviously it was a meet and greet with him so He's like you know who this is you know the score kid <clears throat> y'all know who this is yeah <laughs> but uh I, I would be curious like what would i put him under if he was in my phone book right because i feel weird about that i feel weird having any famous contacts in my you know cell phone or whatever because if my phone were to get stolen all of a sudden oh let me call such and such it's like I don't know. Feels weird to me. Oh, Gary's calling me. That's great. I'm going to pick up the phone. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't know why Paul Rubin stole your phone, but. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was uh, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, luckily, I've never really had that problem. I don't think I've ever had a celebrity in my phone. So we're good there. I don't think I've had one that anyone would, you know, go nuts over. That's true. You did have Newt Gingrich in your phone for a while. That's- True, I, I did. Uh, <laughs> How fun would it be to have Newt Gingrich in your phone just because you have Newt? <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my God, the the Siri thing of like you're driving, you're like, "Hey Siri, call Newt Gingrich." Calling Newt Gingrich, mobile. 
I mean, I hate to sign, uh, uh, Seinfeld this, but like the dude's name is Newt. <laughs> right. No, I mean, you can't argue that point. Crazy. Newton. Is it? Is his full name Newton? Newton Gingrich? I have no idea, but people call him Newt, and that's an animal. Name. First name Fig, middle name Newton? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a... It, come on, on Entourage, the guy's name is Turtle, but this is a politician here. <laughs> right, right, right. I get that. He was running for office named Newt. <laughs> <sighs> I'm running up against Salamander Stevens. <laughs> this is all low-hanging fruit, but I'm enjoying it. Well, if we're being honest, I'm voting for Salamander. <laughs> uh, this dinosaur is overly aggressive, right? Yes. I find that I find that to be the case with a lot of the villains in Guess Who that I've seen so far. Like they go after it. They do, yeah. They they really uh, they don't want to be stopped. I, I mean, it almost seems like not only are they real estate scam artists, uh, they're murderers. Like they're like, get over here! This isn't to scare you away. I'm gonna kill you. Right? Yeah. This is what we've been waiting for. Scooby Doo meets Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Right. It's Something just I, I don't get it. Uh, it. It seems like a weirdly paced thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But luckily, Weird Al is singing mini songs. How did you feel about these mini songs? Uh, at first I thought that's cute, but the cuteness factor wore off pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. There was something of like, they were, there were too many of them. Uh Uh-huh. And it tied in with the soundtrack too much. It did. So like the strings would be going and then in the same key, he would like accordion a little mini song in there. And it was kind of like, I don't know, pick one or the other. Like there's an in-between area here that I'm not... Mm-hmm. comfortable in right and you know if i'm being honest i love weird al but if he's not handled right he can be very irritating and i feel like this level or this episode almost took it to that level yeah for me yeah uh overly uh uh the manic side of it and not as much of the creative side of it or the absurd side of it. Yeah. And I actually found myself wondering, uh, did he get any say in his character? Did he get to write any of his lines? Because that no thing at the beginning felt like weird Al. And that was, I first thought, Oh, is he doing his own, you know, character here? Or is he writing his own character or is he reading a script? And I feel like for the most part, he was just reading a script. Yeah, it, I, that is an interesting thing because also, you know, when you have like an NBA player in there, whose name I can't recall right now, uh, a basketball player who like doesn't have a shit ton of personality, like them reading a script is kind of funny uh, in yeah. a meta way, you know. But yeah. like Weird Al is a creative person; like he does he does this. Mm-hmm. So well, like, I mean, he's a regular cartoon voice actor now with Milo Murphy's Law. So there we go uh, from the creators of Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, must be. (laughs) I'm not going to argue that. (laughs) I love saying things with confidence. Uh, Yeah, the the note that I have here is, uh, you have to help me save my camp. Uh, Yeah, I'll teach your dog how to play accordion. Okay, the dog doesn't know how to play accordion. Therefore, I will teach the dog how to play accordion. But in exchange, you have to make... We get all this, dude. We can put the pieces together. You don't have to line up these dominoes. Like, we can just knock them over. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You don't, uh, 
have to Darius Rucker us and hold our hand. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, <laughs> Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, yep. Uh, we're looking back into that cracked rearview mirror. That's uh, right. <laughs> I was going to tie that in later with the dinosaur chase. Gary. <laughs> uh, but this, of course, leads us to meet. Uh, we got three Mr. X. Yep. None of which ever show up again, right? They only no. all showed up once to literally yeah. be introduced, and then we found uh-huh. out who the bad guy was. Right, right. Whereas, like, I feel like a pup named Scooby-Doo, it would give us, like, ooh, this is evidence why this person might be doing it. Wait a minute. This person's mm-hmm. coming back to show you some suspicious behavior. Right. Yeah, it was weird. And I don't know about you, but I was able to pretty much figure it out within like five minutes who was actually the monster really yeah interesting well i'll explain why when we get there great i feel like we're putting off a lot of things and i like that Eh. (laughs) (laughs) gotta make it through the whole episode to find out why yeah exactly great uh but the three mr x are dr josephine tuttle i like that they gave her a full name uh pete and pete yep no relation to the show no and B- Big Bob McAllister. Right. Oh, wow. I thought his name was Big Tex. I was very wrong. Because <laughs> he had that thing on the front of his car, right? Longhorns? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, kind of a weird move for Scooby-Doo. Big Bob McAllister wants the camp to go under so he can buy the land for fracking. Yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like is kind of a hot-button issue. Yeah, it got a little political. Maybe I just hang out with like hippies too much. Maybe it's not that big of an issue, but like, no, right? I mean, I, I I think it's a big issue, right? It like they were like, he's like, I'm gonna do it for fracking, and I was like, damn, okay. Well, as someone who also uh, is married to a hippie, <laughs> I can say it seems like a problem. Yeah, <laughs> we do not need to sell this land for the fracking. Right. Again, this is a no research podcast, so I haven't done any research on fracking, but it seems bad. Yeah, there's videos of uh, people uh, uh, lighting their sinks on fire. Well, because okay. the water. Yeah. Because yeah, the gas right. leakages and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Come at me, bros. <laughs> uh, or don't. <laughs> <laughs> there's enough anger in the world. Just let's let's get back to Scooby. Love it. And, message on fracking <laughs> love it uh this has been a message to you on fracking uh yeah. <laughs> this did lead to uh what might be my favorite line of the whole thing uh, mm-hmm. fred just going you sure don't have a lot of friends on this mountain and just weird <laughs> out going i do not fred i do not <laughs> it was just a dry great delivery in and out <laughs> joke done <laughs> yep <clears throat> uh and then, uh, yeah, here's here's what might be my problem with this episode. And I feel like what it really suffered from was just, like, weird pacing. Because mm-hmm. from there, we then go to this, like, middle-of-the-night accordion lesson while everybody's sleeping in the same t- cabin. Yeah. And it was just, like, that then goes into another chase. It was, like, I feel like... I feel like they really ran out of ideas for like what was going to happen. <laughs> right. Which they shouldn't because I feel like with Weird Al, it, it 
it, it should just be so much more fun than just chase after chase after chase. Yeah, get weird with it. <laughs> uh, you know, but like more absurdity. You can you can have like you know whatever little hamsters or some something weird. That was just yeah. off the top of my dome. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but then yeah, another chase. T Rex shows up again. They mm-hmm. gotta ju- jump away in the sleeping bags. Classic. Right. <laughs> Maybe if we won't, we don't move, he won't see us. Is it working? It totally <laughs> sees us. <laughs> yeah. Those are the highlights of it. It was like these funny little like moments. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think it was around this time that, well, no, it was in the tunnel chase where I was like, there's two, there's two T-Rexes or there's two dinosaurs anyways. Because, I mean, granted, there were several times where logic just went out the window in this episode, but yes. you know, they were running towards a wall and they saw the shadow of the T-Rex coming around the corner. Then they took off running and there was one behind them. Mm. So one was the T-Rex, one was the Carnotaur or, or something like that. But anyways, that was whenever I figured out who the villain was in the episode. Interesting. Two of them. So that really makes it one possibility. Midwestern Pete and Pete. <laughs> yeah, we got the dinosaur costumes. <laughs> Right, yeah, Frank Welker doing Western accent. <laughs> Two Chicago dudes. Two Chicago bros, yeah. <laughs> uh, have you watched Documentary Now? No, I have not. Oh my gosh, there's an episode that's a fake documentary about this band called the Blue Jean Committee. And he, <laughs> at one point he's like, I just wanted to do, you know, Chicago blues. Which right. then just cuts to him with a guitar playing the blues and just going, Chicago, Chicago. <laughs> uh, every time I hear Midwest Saxon now, that's what I think of. Um, I like that you, that you did uh, be like, well, one's a T-Rex and one's the other thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm detailed, if nothing else, sir. Hey, uh, in ways that this show isn't. Because uh, at one point, the T-Rex is chasing them, and then all of a sudden, it's just in the back of the van. <laughs> yeah, I know. It wants it both ways, right? Like, it wants it to be absurd, but it doesn't push it enough because it wants it to be Applebee's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. Um, and, Applebee's and- is the least offensive option you can go to, no matter what. Like, chilies can be a little too spicy for people. Olive Garden's a little too ethnic. Ch- uh, Applebee's, you go there and everybody can find something on the menu. Not sponsored. No, no, that, that's true. should be sponsored with that <laughs> glowing recommendation. <laughs> it's just like, you but know, yeah. oh, I'm getting fries. I feel, <laughs> I feel like the scene where they're driving away from the T-Rex in the trench. Well, no, I don't know if they were in the trench yet or not. Mm. But anyways, you see the T-Rex in the rearview mirror. Yeah. And, and as they're the, the correct rearview mirror, they, uh, as they're driving away, you can like see it in the dis. I, I felt like that was a Jurassic Park callback. I might be wrong, but it felt very Jurassic Parky. Yeah, doesn't that happen in Jurassic Park? I think so. Bombing after them. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> oh man. man. Nothing nothing uh stuck with me more as a child than talking about a dude gets eaten off the toilet. <laughs> they were like Making people were like, These these are animatronics, they're amazing, they're CGI, it's wild. And I was like, and a dude gets eaten off a toilet. Why are we not focusing on this? <laughs> yep. Because I was too scared of most of the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that part of it made me laugh. 
Mm. Mm. Um. But yeah, uh, then uh, the T Rex gets in the van. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There was just uh, it kind of it kind of went along. Oh, uh, maybe Big Bob is uh, tunneling illegally, and then on the accordion. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Um, and they do find so whenever they're in the tunnel, they do find a baby dino egg. Yeah, or fossilized. Fossilized amber. Jurassic Park. Not a thing. (laughs) No, but if it were. If it were, you'd make a shit ton of money. I do agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Pete. I remember when they found a partially preserved woolly mammoth in the ice Mm. and how big a deal that was. All the talk of rebuilding dinosaurs and this, that, and the other. And I'm thinking, haven't you guys seen Jurassic Park? (laughs) This doesn't seem like a good idea. It's cool. I'm into it, but it's a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, but mammoths, you know, maybe it would kind of have that nice, uh, fluffy, in a matted way version of an outdoor llama. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I, I went, I, I got pretty obsessed with the idea of recreating dinosaurs and how close we could get to it. And it's, it's interesting. Yeah. There's a great book called, I don't know. It's not behind me like I thought it was. Jurassic so. Park. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's actually written by a scientist and how it's, you know, theoretical. That yeah, it's Michael Crichton was a doctor. Not that. Not that. <laughs> no, uh, Jack Horner. That's his name, Jack Horner. He actually was one of the consultants on the Jurassic Park films huh. in terms of, you know, what an animal would do in sound. He, I think he was the one who helped create the sound of the raptor call. Oh, crazy. Essentially. Which one is it where they're like uh, uh, using this raptor skull as like a conch shell to like? <laughs> I th- think that was the third one. Mm. I can't remember. After the first one, they all kind of blend together. I'm yeah. like, they're in a boat. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, Trap the Dinosaurs is Pete and Pete. I feel like that was a weird call, calling him Pete and Pete. Mm-hmm. Because like... I- the audience you're going for is going to know Pete and Pete as like a reference, right? Right. Is that a hint that like season two is going to have a Pete and Pete episode? Oh my gosh. That would be insane. That'd be the craziest crossover. Well, the fact that they, you know, they pulled Urkel out for this. That was, that was surprising to me. And I wish they had have done more of that. Mm -hmm. I wish they had have done less of everything else. Yeah. uh, Fictional characters. Yeah, yeah, like fictional characters are fun, or make more ties into Hanna Barbera stuff, like they did with the Wanda Sykes episode. Mm-hmm. And even the, yeah. uh, uh, I mean, the Johnny Bravo crossover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Originally in the in the uh, 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 new Scooby Doo movies, Speed Buggy. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Well, there's a great comic book that I feel like I talk about every time I'm on I'm on your show called Scooby-Doo Team-Up. It's on like its 50th issue now. And it started out with just DC team-ups, like mm-hmm. Batman, Robin, and stuff like that. And it's still predominantly like obscure DC characters that the gang has to help solve a mystery. Mm. Uh, like, uh, I don't know, Met- Metamorpho Man or something like that. And it's just, it's weird. Uh, but occasionally they'll break away from the DC mold and they'll do Hanna-Barbera stuff. And it just works so well just putting Scooby in a situation where he has to solve a a mystery at Jellystone or something along those lines. Hey, 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 Scooby-Doo. Yeah. (laughs) And I I was hoping that this series would be more of that and less of what it actually turned out to be. 
Yeah, it's interesting, the choices in celebrities, because, I mean, I don't know what exactly, what the criteria was. I mean, I don't know if it was just people who would say yes. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, it's not like, or like, who is this aimed for? Because Sia (laughs) is the one where I was like, as far as like a celebrity is concerned, I was like, oh, crazy, that's interesting. Like, what's Sia going to bring to the table? But like... Ricky Gervais I'm like what is his and I mean I look I got nothing against Ricky Gervais do I like his style of humor all the time no but like I was just like what about him says like who like who who do you want you want somebody who watched the Golden Globes and was like this guy's pretty funny uh I like him and I like Scooby-Doo like who is that person yeah yeah like let's completely cripple his sense of humor and sure put him in a kid's show. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I don't know who that's aimed for. I mean, I don't even know necessarily who Wanda Sykes is aimed for. I thought it was a fun episode, but like, I don't know what the thinking is behind that. Urkel, uh, you know, that's uh, adjacent to Harlem Globetrotters in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, here's another fictional character coming in to hang out. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Sherlock Holmes. I was kind of like, I don't know what this is about. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, ghost Abraham. of Abraham Lincoln. I was like, okay. <laughs> I think I think probably one of the biggest faults that this series has is that there's no real-time reaction from episode to episode. So, like, they couldn't take a pause mid-season and figure out how to fix the things that are wrong with it. They just, you know, airing it online like this, it's just all here week after week. And... You know, maybe if it gets a second season, which it probably won't at this rate, um, you know, maybe they can fix kind of the things that are wrong about it. I don't know. Yeah, it's just really that there is no point of view. There's no like there's no specific voice for the show. It's just kind of like, oh, here's a gag. Oh, here's a celebrity. Oh, here's Scooby Doo. Oh, here's, you know, they need to eat. We're going to make them eat. And like. There's no, there's, it's very, it's like, and then writing, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. And there's not a ton of, like, cohesiveness, which, like, that's, it's not that any one necessary thing is bad in it. It's just none of it really fits together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like you said, it is and then writing. Just look at this episode as the example. I mean, as we're talking about it, it's like, and then they go to a cave, and then they do this, and then there's a chase, and right. then they're in the cabin, and then there's a chase, and then... And then. Right. I mean, <laughs> I think them hopping in sleeping bags is funny, but, like, it's... by itself, maybe not, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mm. I don't think it's going to win any awards, is what I'm saying. For sure. Uh, but Weird Al has stolen our hearts. As he does. <laughs> He's very talented at that. <laughs> Guy's got a lot of charisma. Um, <clears throat> so, of course, we do only have one segment on this podcast. We are star stuff at the universe's test. Does this pass the Sagan test? Famed philosopher of science, the scientist himself, Carl Sagan, once said that he wanted an adult version of Scooby-Doo because it endorsed skepticism and the scientific method. Does this episode pass the Sagan test? <laughs> Does it? Good question. Uh, I think so. Okay. I mean, Velma's skeptical, but sure. she's always skeptical. So I feel like that's a given. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Weird Al, I don't think, ever really questions anything that's going on. He's just excited to be there. And... <sighs> yes and no, I feel like. <laughs> but if, if it has to be an answer, I, I think yes, but it's it very barely passes. Very soft, yes. <laughs> yeah, very soft, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very soft. Yeah. Uh, pillowy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about the second test as we were talking earlier, and I was like, what am I going to say? And then we <laughs> get to the point, and I still didn't know. And, yeah. I, and I'm still not sure I'm right. Because this episode just doesn't really scratch that writing itch. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, exactly. And, you know, I don't know if there necessarily is ever a right answer, but uh, I like uh, asking people anyways and seeing what happens. Oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's, not, um, it's not totally up in the air necessarily by being like, well, nobody questions everything and everybody takes everything at face value. Maybe they take the dinosaur thing at face value a little bit too much. But, you know, they say like, why does a living dinosaur have a fossilized? tooth if they're interested in making money why are they putting this fossilized tooth in their mechanical dinosaur outfits that's a good point they that was a thing that they never really went back to nope nope not about that not a thing uh so there was a lot of weird you know that's the thing is they want things too many different ways and maybe that's what makes the sagan test a little bit difficult but uh i mean you know there was some stuff yeah it's a uh weird episode yeah for sure it's a weird show and, yeah. uh, you know, I, if Scooby-Doo is indeed cyclical in the way that it kind of has seemed to have been, mm-hmm. uh, it'll be interesting to see the next round of the celeb- whatever the celebrity show is to see yeah. if they make the same mistakes or learn from it, you know, if, if they somehow are able to synthesize uh you know the 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 point of view and the specificity of be cool with something like a throwbacky, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and guess who, and see how that could come about and what kind of celebrities they get. I still think that Snoop Dogg would be the best. Oh, that would be great! Come yeah. on, Scooby, let's go get some Scooby snacks. Just a couple of dogs. <laughs> uh, George Clinton would also be really good. Oh my lord! Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the thing. It's like uh, in the original, you know, when it was like Sonny and Cher or like uh, um, Jerry Reed, and it was people who just kind of like were like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" You know, it wasn't necessarily like, "Oh, they're gonna perform for us now or do their act," aside from singing. Yeah, you know, Davy yeah. Jones even. Mm-hmm. Just delivering those lines sort of in an earnest way, you know. I've never <laughs> sang for frogs before, only monkeys, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, man. It's a bummer that uh, y- you didn't mean to say this, but you said in an earnest way. And it just made me think if Jim Varney were still alive, that'd be a great crossover possibility like Urkel. Ernest and Scooby-Doo would have been great. Yeah. 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 Hmm. That would have been fun. I feel like it should just be uh, dedicated to character actors in season two instead of you know, like Larry the Cable Guy shows up. Yep, that'd be fun. I'd be fine with him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who else? Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a bagouge. <laughs> hey, They're little li- Miss Tuffet. This is a kid's show, uh, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> they call him Andy. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> who else? I don't know. I mean, I guess Snoop Dogg is kind of a character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Guar. <laughs> <laughs> this is going nowhere. It'd be uh, terrifying. Yeah, it would be. And hilarious. Uh, well. Uh, An extremely meta episode where the characters meet their actors. Like yeah. That, Lillard and Frank Welker. And- didn't that happen in... Um, uh, I want to say it was What's New Scooby-Doo. I think there's an episode where they unmask the villains and it's drawn versions of, uh, I think at the time it was Casey Kasem, uh, but like Casey Kasem, Mindy Cohn, uh, and Gray Delisle, and Frank Welker. Right. That, that's pretty cool. I, I, I did not see that, but I think- I'll take your word for it. <laughs> this turned into Reading Rainbow, but don't take <laughs> my word for it. Okay, fine. I won't. <laughs> uh, well, Gary, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thank you for having me again. It's always a pleasure. Always. Uh, tell the people what you have in the way of pimpage, what you got going on, where they can find you, your online presence, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Uh, real quick. You might want to cut this out. Should we pimp the 90s show? Sure. Why not? Okay. Coming out this or next month. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be this month. Keep an eye on uh, Instagram and Twitter and all that. We'll say that. Okay, all right, all right. that works. So, do you like this shit? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a show for you. That's an opener if I ever heard one. <laughs> yeah, so Nick and I are starting our own little thing, uh, which is going to be called the '90s Pop Culture Grab Bag Podcast, where we dive back into the '90s and relive our memories and stuff like that yeah and before uh people think that it's just going to be uh two white guys talking about nostalgia there's a robot yeah there's a robot (laughs) and occasionally uh some other people might show up so (laughs) yeah so get into it (laughs) yeah it's gonna be fun and uh and outside of that i'm also on saturday morning rewind a podcast about cartoons and the voice actors who make them. And uh, I'm on Twitter, at SMRGary. And I believe that's pretty much all I've got in the way of pimpage. Great. Well, awesome. Uh, thank you so much for being on. This has been a blast. Thank you, sir. And as always, to you and yours this holiday season, Beaches for the Sneeches. Uh, that's a different movie. <laughs> What's With You, Scooby-Doo is a member of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Visit StolenDress.com to check out our other Stolen Dress podcasts, blogs, tweets, videos, and books.